0: Well, today the uh, the the title of the message is, Are You Listening? Um, you might think this is just based upon the title. You might think it's a Mother's Day message, right? <laughs> Are you listening to me? <laughs> do you ever listen? Uh, so that's, uh, you know how I am, though. I never, uh, I, I don't do a lot of topical things. I don't do a lot of uh Dates as far as holidays or that sort of thing. Um, So this is really just a follow-up to last week's lesson. We honor our mothers today. And we certainly do want to uh, be listening to our mothers because they give wise and good advice. And if you want to live a long life and prosper well, I suggest you uh, be very obedient. You listen to your mothers. And we all know that idea of listening is connected with obedience, to hear and to do. And that's what our message is today, is to consider God and to consider Him, to consider His Son, and to listen to Him and to do what He says. Uh, Several years ago, or a few years ago, there was a woman named Blanche Doll. A lot of you remember Blanche. Blanche lived to be, I think, she lived to be 102, and then a few months later, she she passed away. And uh, she was uh, she was baptized as a child in the in the Catholic Church as an infant, I believe, or maybe a, actually it was. I remember her now as I think about it. She was baptized as a young child in the Catholic Church, not as a baby, not as an infant, I believe. And so she. Uh, was studying scripture when we were down at the Panorama, when we first began that study with James Knox and with her, and I think it was just the two of them that started. And we started studying the scriptures down there. And for her, it was the first time that she really was engaging with the scriptures herself. And And she really enjoyed studying the Word of God. And it was a neat thing to see. But one of the things that she eventually said... And that she would say on occasion, she would say, I just wish God would show up again. I wish he would just show himself. I just wish he would just appear again so that we could know. And so as she was being stirred with the scriptures, there was something within her that was just stir- She just wanted to see Jesus. She wanted to see God's presence here so that she could know. To know him. And so I think our Bible studies, as we went, studied through John and then went through 1st and 2nd and 3rd John and started into Acts. um, I, I think she was really being converted by the word of God and to understand the truth. And she wanted to know it. And she just wanted to see God. If only he would just appear and make himself known. That's what she longed for, is to see him. Well, do you ever wish you could see God? I know you have. Do you ever wish he would just appear and make his presence known? I know you have. I know, especially at a young age, I've told this story before when when I was really struggling with my faith, I used to put that pen on the or pencil. It'd roll real easy, a pencil, right? Just had those little tiny sides of pencil rolls real easy. And I put pencil down on the table and I'd say, all right, God, if you're there, just make the pencil move real easy. Just show me yourself. I wanted to know God. I wanted to see God. I wanted to have proof that there really was a God and I could see him. Well, you ever wish God would just speak to you? The question comes, would you really even listen if he did? And I think that's a that's one of those questions you'd probably say, well, of course I would listen if God just spoke to me. But it turns out God has spoken to us. Last, uh, last week, we were in Hebrews chapter 1. In verses 1 through 4, we learned... That, you know, there were times past when God spoke in a lot of different ways through a lot of different people. But verse 2 says, but in these last days, He has spoken to us in His Son. He has spoken to us. Verse number 3 goes on to describe Him as being... The exact radiance of his, or excuse me, he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature. So if you have seen Jesus, you have seen God. You know him as well as you're ever going to be able to know him in this life by looking at Jesus. And by listening to Jesus. By knowing Jesus, you come to know God. Hebrews chapter 1 verses 1 through 4 tells us that indeed God has spoken to us. It's not quite as simple as just looking there and seeing Jesus in the flesh right in front of you, but it requires a little bit more work, a little bit more dedication to digging into the Word of God and seeing described here and seeing the evidence of the fact that Jesus really did live, And understanding who he was. And the fact is, is that when we do that, we realize that God has spoken to us in his son. Scripture uh, identifies that and and bears that out. As we look at the the gospels, I want to show the fact, I want to support this idea that God has spoken to us through his son. First, let's go to Matthew chapter 8. Excuse me, Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. And we're going to see here that the birth of Jesus is not just some man coming on the scene. That this is God coming to be with us. And this is foretold in scriptures. It was foretold by the prophets, so it all, all the Bible works together to point the way to Jesus. Verse 18 of Matthew 1, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. In other words, she was the, Jesus was the Son of God, this child was the Son of God. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Verse 23. Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord God commanded him and took Mary to be his wife but he kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son and he called his name Jesus. God with us. Fulfillment of scripture. The child whose father is not a man of flesh and blood, but of God himself, God with us. So God, in fact, has spoken to us, and he did it. Here is the beginning of him speaking through his son. And I hesitate. I shouldn't use that word beginning. It started long ago. But God spoke through his son. Here is his son on earth, God with us. Now turn to Matthew chapter 3. This is some 30 years later then. Jesus has grown to be a man and he's about to embark on the calling that he has been called to do. In Matthew chapter 3 verses 13 through 17. Then Jesus arrived from Galilee at the Jordan coming to John to be baptized by him. But John tried to prevent him saying, I have need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? But Jesus answered, answering him, answering, said to him, Permit it at this time, for in this way it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he permitted him. After being baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God "...descending as a dove and lighting on him. And behold, a voice out of the heavens say, said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased." Do you believe this scripture? Do you believe that Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary? Do you believe that Jesus then 30 years later went to his cousin John, was, was immersed in that water, and as he came up out of that water, the dove descended upon him, or the, something like a dove, the Spirit of God and the voice of God then calling out, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom... I am well pleased. Do you believe that? Is it true? Can you see it in your mind? Do you seek in your mind to go back there and to be able to see Jesus as he has been around for 30 years, but now he is coming onto the scene to make himself known as the Son of God? And he doesn't even have to do anything for God himself speaks and says, This is my Son. I delight in him. I am well pleased with him. And you know at this moment, it was made known that Jesus, the Son of God, has appeared to man. And this occasion is fulfilling a prophecy from long ago. And I'd ask you to go back and consider uh, this prophecy in Isaiah chapter 42. And it's interesting, um, the prophecy about naming him Jesus uh, well, where it says, You'll, uh, he shall be Emmanuel, God with us. That's from the prophet Isaiah. Here's another prophecy from Isaiah about Jesus. Isaiah chapter 42, verse 1. Look at this. And don't you think this fits very much with the scene of Jesus' baptism when he was made known to be the Son of God? Behold, my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen one, and that's the essence of a Messiah, the anointed one, the chosen one, in whom my soul delights. And I just wonder if on that day when, uh, when Jesus was baptized, when people heard the voice of God, I wonder if they heard that voice and it sounded like thunder to them. Perhaps so, we just heard thunder in our midst here. But verse chapter 42, verse one of Isaiah, "Behold my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom my soul delights. The Messiah, the chosen one, it's in him that my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him, and that the spirit descended as that dove down upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. Here is Jesus at his baptism is made known to be the son of God. And God says, this is my beloved son with whom I am, in whom I am well pleased. Isn't it beautiful the way all of scripture fits together? This wonderful book written by so many peri- people over so many, many, many years. And this, this message of Jesus is the, is the scarlet thread that's woven all the way through and it fits perfectly together. Evidence here that when you read scripture, you can truly understand truth. I don't you? I like that language, truly understand truth, right? I guess sometimes it's hard to understand truth. But you dig in here and you'll see Jesus. He is the truth. And all things point to Jesus. Even way back with Isaiah in the old, under the Old Covenant, the prophecies that came forth. He is the truth, pointing us to the Son of God that God delights in. Let's continue reading Isaiah 42 on down to verse number 4. So verse number 2, it says, He will not cry out or raise his voice, nor make his voice heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break. And a dimly burning wick he will not extinguish. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not be disheartened or crushed until he has established justice in the earth. And the coastlands will wait expectantly for his law. So even these faraway places are going to wait for His law, His instruction. So, with the coming of the Son of God, that God delights in Him, He's going to bring forth something new, and everybody is going to listen to Him and ought to listen to Him and ought to expect something new from Him. The beloved Son is going to bring something new that needs to be listened to. So, the Son is going to come. And he's going to deliver this message that we ought to listen to. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Where is that from? Let's go back to Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 through 6. So Jesus was born about 30 years later. He was baptized, and God speaks This is my beloved son. With whom I'm well pleased. And then about three years later, after Jesus' ministry and his work and his labor for us, verse chapter 17, verses one through six. Six days later Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, his brother, and led them up on a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his garments became as white as light. It almost sounds like he is uh, showing, revealing who he really is, that he is God, the Son of God, revealing his true nature, letting the, uh, the flesh and blood no longer hide who he is, but he is transfigured His face shone like the sun, garments white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Peter said to Jesus, "Uh, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If, If you wish, I will make three tabernacles here. One for you, and one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking. And by the way, one of the other... Uh, one of the other gospels it points out G- Peter didn't know what to say <laughs> he was he had no idea what to do at this point in time in this uh, particular instance and who can blame him verse five says while he was still speaking a bright cloud overshadowed them and behold a voice out of the cloud said this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased listen to him when the disciples heard this now now mind you what they're already seeing They've already seen Jesus, his face shining, his clothes radiant. They're already seeing something amazing. But then this little cloud comes in. You know, this doesn't sound too scary, does it? But a cloud, it says, a, what did it say? A bright, A bright cloud, verse 5, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And a voice comes out of this cloud and it says these familiar words to us. But when the disciples heard this, verse 6, they fell down to the ground and were terrified. They were terrified. The voice of God forces them to just fall face down in fear. And Jesus said to them, came to them and touched them and said, get up. Do not be afraid. And lifting up their eyes, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. So in this particular instance, we can see the connection between this instance and the baptism of Jesus. Because we have these words. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Exact same words from three years earlier. The Son of God is here. God says, I delight in Him. This is my boy. And then He says one more thing. Only one little thing here is different from what was said three years earlier. And that is the three little words, listen to Him. Listen to Him. So on that occasion, I would contend that part of the reason for the words listen to him is that Moses and the prophets had shown up. Moses represented himself. He represented that law that was delivered through him. He, the old covenant, that was came through Moses. And then all these other prophets that spoke, Isaiah represents he being the probably uh, somehow the greatest one. He's the only prophet who was taken up. Into heaven without dying. The chariot of fire come and swooped him up to the heavens. And God took him. He never had to die. What a wonderful, amazing man he must have been. So Moses represents the law. Isaiah represents the prophets. You got the law and the prophets. That's what they referred to as the old... Even Jesus, he said, the law and the prophets. The law and the prophets. All that stuff that we follow. The law and the prophets. And God has the Law and the Prophets show up, and Jesus is there too. But God says to listen to just one of them. God says, here's Jesus, this is my son, listen to him. He's greater than the Law and the Prophets, he's greater than Moses, he's greater than Isaiah. Listen to Jesus. Listen to him. God has spoken to us, and he has spoken through his son. Turn with me to 2 Peter uh, chapter 1 verses 16 through 19. Says basically this very same thing. This is the Apostle Peter writing. He says, For we did not follow cleverly devised tales when we made known to you the power. Did you hear that? Made known to you? The power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of His majesty. We saw Him. We beheld His power and His glory. Verse 17. For when He received honor and glory from God the Father, such an utterance was made, as this was made to Him by the majestic glory. This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Peter writing this, Peter talking about that moment of the transfiguration, and you know it's the transfiguration because verse seventeen says, verse eighteen, excuse me, says, "And we ourselves heard this utterance made from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain." This is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. Peter says, "I am witness to that." I bear witness to him and I am telling you about him and says, and then verse 19, he follows up with this. So we have made the prophetic word more sure to which you will do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your hearts. Peter's saying, listen to Jesus. Jesus is that morning star. He is the one who should arise in your hearts if you will just pay attention to him. Listen to him. Listen to him. And the world grabs at our attention and says, no, pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. This, pay attention to this, pay attention to this. Pay attention to yourself. Pay attention, pay attention to anything but Jesus. And all your life is going to be a simple pursuit of this. What will you pay attention to? What will you listen to? Who will you listen to? Jesus, we mentioned from Isaiah 42, that he was going to have a new teaching. He was going to have new instruction, that he would be one and he would have a law that everybody was, should listen to. And if you've ever read through the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7, if you've ever read through there, you'll know these words. You have heard, maybe you have heard it said, or you have heard that the, whatever, it's used in a lot of different ways. You have heard, but I say to you. So Jesus quotes from the old law, and he says, you have heard this from the old law. You have heard this from Moses. You have heard this from the prophets. But I say to you. And Jesus says, I say to you 14 times in those three chapters. I say to you. I say to you. I say to you. Here is the Son of God who speaks to us. And if we'll just dig in here and learn and listen and know Him. He says, I say to you. And I will ask you to think about Blanchdow for just a moment before we read the end of his sermon, which is the end of my sermon. Blanchdow just long... Oh, I just wish I could just see him. She was struggling with her face. She was struggling to believe. At 102 years old, she was struggling, saying, I just want to see. And I pleaded with her to just Jesus came. He was here. God sent His Son. Just believe Him and hear Him. God has spoken to us. Believe it. Hold fast to it. Don't go anywhere else. Just seek Him, seek Him, seek Him. Grab hold of Him with faith and trust. And do what He says. Verses, Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. The words of Jesus. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them, he who hears and does, listen and do, The rain fell and the floods came, and the winds blew and slammed against that house. And it fell, and great was its fall. Are you listening? Am I listening? As in, listening to hear the words. To see Jesus and to do and act upon what he has said. Are you listening? If you're listening, the end is good. When it's your time to stand before Christ, it will be a good day. You'll stand upon firm upon that rock. But if you're not listening and doing, then the end will be a great catastrophe. Live with the end in mind. Make sure you're listening to Jesus. If anybody needs to respond to the gospel today, I encourage you to seek us out after our worship or at any time you may call. But the encouragement today is to listen to the Son of God and do what He says.